136, we stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, imploring him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserve your punishment, now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Amen. The Entrite. To my soul I am thy salvation, the righteous cry and the Lord heareth. He delivers them out of all their troubles. He is their God forever and ever. Give ear, O my people, to my God. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth. He delivereth them out of all their troubles. He is their God forever and ever. God, of thy bountiful goodness, keep us, we beseech thee, from all things that may hurt us, that we, being ready both in body and soul, may cheerfully accomplish those things that thou wouldst have done. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who livest and reignest with thee in the Holy Ghost, 
ever one God, world without end. from the 44th chapter of the book of Isaiah. Remember these, O Jacob and Israel, for you are my servant. I have formed you. You are my servant, O Israel. You will not be forgotten by me. I have blotted out like a thick cloud your transgressions and like a cloud your sins. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. Sing, O heavens, For the Lord has done it. Shout, you lower parts of the earth. Break forth into singing, you mountains, O forests, and every tree in it. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob and glorified himself in Israel. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle reading is from the fourth chapter of the book of Ephesians that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, For we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give to him who has need. This is the word of the Lord. Let my prayer be set for the innocence and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Hallelujah, hallelujah, the right hand of the Lord is exalted. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the ninth chapter. So Jesus got into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own city. Then, behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer, your your sins are forgiven you. And at once, one of the scribes 
or some of the scribes said within themselves, this man blasphemes. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your heart? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sin. Then he said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And he arose and departed to his house. Now when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, who had given such power to men. This is the Gospel of the Lord. The Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under conscious life. He suffered and was buried. And on the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended in heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and Son, who with the Father and Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for
Our sermon text is from Matthew chapter 9, verse 2. Take heart, son. Your sins are forgiven. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. We find many today who emphasize various church teachings. Some emphasize creation, while others, the concern about the gift of life, particularly the support of the unborn, both of which are biblically correct. Still others, though, go from one social or immoral issue to the other, trying to respond to every worldly crisis that pops up. Some of these choose to support the latest craze and then, sadly, abandon historic Christian beliefs in order to fit into the world's agenda. Others fight against every passing wind of false teaching with vigor, and sometimes they're held up, uh, uh, make the headlines. But this morning, I am concerned with keeping the main thing the main thing. Now, whether it is false teaching or correct biblical teaching, if you don't maintain the main article of Christianity, you will not remain in the true faith. Now, we all know that false teaching is not centered in the forgiveness of sins. That's won by Christ. I mean, yes, that's a given. That's not good. However, those who overemphasize Even biblical teachings will suffer from it. So, for example, let's use last week's Pharisees. They had the law. That's out of the the word. But they overemphasized it concerning good works. Now, because they didn't hold to the salvation in Christ, by which we are saved, in other words, if the forgiveness of sins for Christ's sake, is not judging all other doctrines, but only remains as just one of the many teachings of the church. The church cannot stand. The main thing has to be the main thing. Augsburg Confession, Article 4 on Justification, states this, We receive forgiveness of sins and become righteous before God by grace, for Christ's sake, through faith, when we believe, (coughs) when we believe that Christ suffered for us and that for his sake sin is forgiven and righteousness and eternal life are given to us. Lutherans teach that justification is the article that integrates all faith and theology together. Justification is the central article of the Christian faith. So think of justification at the hub or the center of a bicycle wheel and all of the spokes are radiating out from the hub. That is, from justification. They all have to be centered in justification, and those are all the articles of the Christian faith. Justification, for Christ's sake, through faith, is the article, and it holds all of them together. 
if there is a teaching that does not connect to justification, then it does not support the wheel. And the wheel will wobble and not support the weight. And that is the situation with many who will allow a false teaching to be in their midst. Furthermore, if there is not the correct teaching concerning justification at the hub of the wheel, if that is missing, then the wheel won't work at all. And that's the situation with non-Christian churches. So, the main thing. This morning, that's what I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about our view of justification. In our society, there has been a resurgence of religion. There's been a resurgence of spirituality, but not a corresponding longing for justification, that is, forgiveness of sins. So, has that disease affected you? In today's Holy Gospel, Jesus takes the man who is a paralytic lying upon a bed and his friends are bringing him to Jesus. He takes the man and tells of him, Be of good cheer, son. Your sins are forgiven. Like a laser-guided missile, Jesus goes right to the heart of the matter to that which is most important, to that which is the main thing. I'm convinced that in our sinlessness, Jesus' words about forgiveness just don't seem to be that important. They're almost kind of irrelevant. We, I mean, we hear the words forgiveness and yeah, we look kind of past them to see what else is going on. But the paralytic, when he hears Jesus' absolution, he takes heart. It cheers him up. It gives him comfort. Unlike the teachers of the law, we're not particularly upset about Jesus giving out forgiveness. Oh yeah, that's fine. He can do that. People come to church, you see, for many, many different reasons. Perhaps you come to church because the people here are friendly. Uh, and you're considering, maybe you're considering finding another church because we're not particularly friendly. And and that can be the reason to come. Maybe you come to church because you like the liturgy, or you like the organ music, or maybe you're deciding to leave because it's not contemporary enough. Maybe you like the preaching, or the church has an active youth group, or all of your friends go there, or because they use the old hymnal, or they use the new, or things are exciting. Furthermore, whenever I find something objectionable in a church service and try to point out how the gospel has somehow been misplaced, the forgiveness of sins, that central thing, I'm usually told something like, oh yeah, the gospel. Yep, the gospel is important. And then they go on uh, to deal with their own agenda. I'm told, oh, of course the gospel, all Christians know about that. Or, yeah, the Bible also speaks about, about that. So we give lip service to the gospel, but we don't give it our heart. Jesus' words to the paralytic are given to us as well. Be of good cheer, son. Your sins 
are forgiven. We are to be encouraged by this announcement of the forgiveness of sin. Jesus wants to put our trust, belief, faith, those are all the same. He wants us to put it in the main article, the forgiveness of sins. Forgiveness of sins is central to the Christian faith. Without the forgiveness of sins, the church will not be the church. And he wants us to rejoice in it, to take heart in it, to be of good cheer because of it. Now, one of the reasons why we don't rejoice in this forgiveness, we don't value the forgiveness enough, is because we don't know our sinfulness. There's a reason why the first chief part of the small catechism is the Ten Commandments. Without an adequate knowledge of God's demands placed upon our lives, we will continue to live our lives as if we have done right and good. But the Ten Commandments are there to show us Like an undiagnosed cancerous growth, we go about our daily lives, well, not knowing, doing nothing different than we usually do. But when the cancer causes symptoms and then the malignancy is diagnosed, we run to the hospital to seek a doctor for healing. Similarly, we need the law to diagnose and to show us the problem in order that we might run to the forgiveness of sins and it might be applied to our life without God's law to diagnose our sinfulness, the only thing we have left is simply the symptoms of sin and they disrupt our lives. It's usually not the law that brings us to the church. Maybe it is, well, seeking someone else to speak for God. Maybe it is a broken family a failed business, a wayward child, whatever it might be. Um, we, 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 the symptoms let us know something's not right. But we need first the law of God so that we might know that we need this most important and main doctrine of the faith. Once again, then, the today's text is there to teach us, to teach us to rejoice in, to have good cheer in, to take heart in, the forgiveness of sins. If the doctrine of justification is to be central, then everything the church does ought to flow out of this forgiveness of sins. The pastor who directs the affairs of the church should make the forgiveness of sins his primary business. Everything which the pastor does ought to be leading to the forgiveness and flowing out of the forgiveness of sins. Because that's what Jesus did. Everything that Jesus did flowed out of forgiveness. He says, but so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Then he says to the paralytic, get up, take your mat, and go home. You see, the catechism lets us know, where there is forgiveness of sins, there is life and salvation. Forgiveness delivers us from sins and death and from the power of the devil and and anything that might harm us. Jesus saw, when this man was brought to him, that the primary problem with the paralytic was that he was a sinner. And that the primary need of the paralytic was the forgiveness of sins. And with this need of forgiveness taken care of, well, the physical that did not defeat him. At the resurrection, this man will not need a stretcher. He will stand before God in righteousness and purity forever. But then he says, but so that you may know 
that Jesus forgives sins, the central article, he heals the man's body so that you may take heart in the forgiveness of sins. Jesus heals him. That you may believe in Jesus' words of forgiveness so that you may be encouraged that even though your body is riddled with sin, maybe the doctor says, there's nothing he can do. You're going to die. But Jesus heals the man's body so that you might know that there is a resurrection and that comes through the forgiveness of sins. The text is to teach us to rejoice in the forgiveness. Now, this paralytic understood that and he took heart and he rejoiced. And we find that, well, the people themselves, they understood this message. The Holy Gospel ends, and they praise God who had given such authority to men. It's the authority to forgive sins that had been given. We know this. We confess this in the Catechism. What is the office of the keys? The office of the keys is that special authority which Christ has given to the church on earth to forgive the sins of repentant sinners, but to withhold forgiveness from the unrepentant as long as they do not repent. Christ has given the authority to his church on earth to be exercised by the minister of Christ. The actual confession of sins to the pastor, eh, that's not commanded in the scriptures. We can confess as we are before each one another, but the command to forgive sins is told him in particular. It is to be the main thing. And it is for the sake of that absolution that we have retained confession and absolution so that we might hear the forgiveness on those sins that trouble us. So for the individual member of the church, we are called to the forgiveness of sins. The forgiveness of sins, which is the main thing. And once we have received that forgiveness, we are to rejoice. And then we are to go forward, well, rejoicing as we speak of that forgiveness to others. If your brother sins against him, rebuke him. If he repents, Forgive him. Yes, that that forgiveness of sins, we might lead to the forgiveness and individually, having received forgiveness, we might rejoice and, well, that our life might flow out of the forgiveness of sins as we speak to our neighbor. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Create in me, we stand. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, we give you thanks that your Son, Jesus Christ, having the authority to heal both in body and soul, that he has given that authority to forgive sins to his church on earth. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. 
Give your church the Holy Spirit so that her members pray for the salvation of their neighbors. Bring them to Jesus, just as the men brought the paralytic to Jesus. Give zeal to all pastors, to our Bishop James, our pastors Michael and Gary, that they would boldly speak to repentant sinners those comforting words, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. We ask that our early childhood Leonard Center, our director Keeley, that they would teach children about the son of David, Jesus Christ, our God. We ask that our members would consider their abundant spiritual blessings as they come from you in order that they might uh, support Trinity Lutheran Church and their offerings for next year. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord God, Heavenly Father, you have appointed the governing authorities for the reward of those who do good, the punishment of evildoers, Lead us to honor those in authority, including our President Joe, our Governor J.B., and our Mayor Steve. O Lord God, of infinite mercy, we humbly beseech thee to look down upon the nations that are now engaged in war. You alone drive away tyrants and terrorists. Stir up your great strength, we beseech you, and come and help us. Scatter the counsels of them that secretly devise mischief. And do thou bring the dealings of the violent to naught. Cast down the unjust from high places. Cause the unruly to cease their troubling. Allay all envious and malicious passions and subdue the haters and evildoers. And that we ask this so that the Middle East may have peace before you and our homeland may be protected uh, from harm. We ask that all people may praise you as the only help and shield. Protect and guide all who administer and judge our laws, including our Chief Justice John, that they may intercede for the weakest and most vulnerable, especially the unborn and infirm, and bring wrongdoers to justice. Guide and protect our military personnel, especially Danny, Jason, and Blake, our police officers, especially Daniel and Alex, from all harm and danger, and in your good time, bring them back home to us. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Be with our shut-ins, Carolyn and Patty and Tom, as well as our elderly, Violet. Provide for the needs of Kevin and Levi, Larry and Deb, Christina, Harold, Jim and Charlotte, Denise, Melanie, and Anita. Provide for uh, those who are pregnant uh, and for their unborn children, Susan and Christina. Be with our students, Tom and Kara, Jonathan, Sarah, Sadie, Alexis. O Lord, grant repentance and faith to those who approach your throne of grace to receive the body and blood of Christ that they may do so in the confidence that you are there to bless them with your wondrous gifts of forgiveness and life. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, O Lord, Heavenly Father, we here remember the sufferings and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. Praising his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and His kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, for to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship 
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you Holy Lord Almighty Father everlasting God through Jesus Christ our Lord who on this day overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection Open to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, We praise and thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, 
This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
thanks to the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endures forever. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Amen.